Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. My name is Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Why don't you take a nice deep breath and smile with Mm. us? Mm. (laughs) It's hard not to smile. Well, sometimes it is hard not to. Sometimes it is hard to smile, but we need to do it anyway. And when we're together, it's easy. Yes, when we're together, it's (laughs) easy. (laughs) That's the truth. Um, So today we want to talk about what what should the culture or how do you create a culture around money within your household with your children? Um, what are the skills that you want your children to learn? What are those values around spending money? Um, all economic kinds of things. Um, what are what are what are the things that you that you value? Um, what kinds of gifts? What kinds of experiences? Um, yeah, and in the experience of it, um, to give children a well-rounded look at what money is and how it functions. So that includes how to make money, how to spend it, how to give it away, and how to save it. Yes. Yeah, so... Um And you can do all of that just by, you know, the children participating, even from a really young age, in the household finances in some way. Um, We've talked about chores and and allowances a little bit. We kind of interviewed the teachers, you know, the staff people about what what things were like in their households. And and there's a wide range of things. So you get to decide. I feel like the the best way to do that is to really incorporate children in in the household and to the, for them to have money, not as payment for anything, but just that they have a little bit of money so that they can learn those those things that you're talking about. You know how, you know, if I have some money and and children even at a really young age, do have, well, I wonder if they're getting cash now or if it's just like gift cards or something. Hmm, right. Oh, well, I kind of hope that you're still, you still have piggy banks and... <laughs> yeah, we know pennies are, are pretty much valueless um, to, in today's economy, but, uh, you know, collecting coins is a valuable physical representation that that children can still I think it use. still is very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so hurry up, run out to your bank, get some pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters and 50 cent pieces and silver dollars, yes. dollars, five, 10, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 50s. And um, so that you can, you know, so that you can kind of trans trans transfer gift cards into into real cash because it is such an amazing learning experience Mm -hmm. so like Lindsay said we want we want to know um your children should have some ideas around i have some money that i can spend right away i have money that i'm going to save for something that i want that's big or you know something like that and then there's there's money a third a third container that would have money that we give to a cause or to people or to um, things that we do to help others. 
yeah. um, to give back. You know, we have we have money. Other people don't have as much or or need things. You know, what? How can we do that? So it's really good to have three containers, however you want to do it, um, so that you know, even if your child gets twenty cents. You know, each week you mm-hmm. give your three and four year olds 20 cents, you know, you decide whatever, whatever it is. And the idea is to have that experience of 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 choosing those three buckets which, and let them choose what they put in. They, but they have to put something in each of them. Mm-hmm. So they might put, you know, all of it. In, in the spend now, and that's go to the store and buy something. Back in my day, you could go and get penny candies. Oh, you yeah. Could get, you could get an ice cream cone for 10 cents. Wow. That's how old I am. <laughs> Those were It was delicious, days. too, yeah. Yeah, we would run down to the corner store. So maybe they can't buy very much, but the idea of, of saving it for for some things, and, and actually, I think that they can buy you know, in, in places they could buy some some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, let them decide where they're going to put it. And even if they're going to get gifts of, of cash for holidays or for their birthday, ask for real cash. Um, so Because it's an incredible hands-on experiential learning right. um, situation. You know, I would love if you would share with us the story uh, about your little guy and how he spent his own money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I followed this this principle with my own kids and we didn't have very much money at all, but they always had some money. Mm -hmm. And um, so my youngest on television saw something from Radio Shack, a a robotic arm that did things. And he was convinced that was the best thing on the planet. He wanted it. He needed to have it. He counted out his money Mm -hmm. in his in his save for a long time box. He had, you know, six dollars and ninety eight cents or something like that, whatever it was at that time. And um, and we went to Radio Shack. There was one right right up the street. Mm -hmm. Went to Radio Shack. I don't even know if they exist anymore. They don't. And yeah. (laughs) And he bought it. It was Long in a big, Radio Shack. shiny box. Yes. Took it home, and he was so excited and re- really excited. And it took him a long time to decide to buy that, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he saw the ad, you know, over and over again. And he really thought about it a lot and weighed it. You know, no, I really, I do want it. And I do want to spend my money on that. And um, so he brought it home and put it together. And he's in his room, you know, playing with it. And he comes out. <laughs> Very disgruntled. <laughs> they they lied to me, Mom. Oh. They said that it would do this and that, and and it won't. It's not strong enough to pick that up, and this part broke right off. Oh. I'm really mad. I I I don't think this is right. So I, you know, and he said, I I don't I don't I want my money back. <laughs> and he, he didn't knew. really know that there's something not right about this at all. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, you could go and complain mm-hmm. and ask them to give you your money back. And so he said, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. And he was like six years old. <laughs> and his brother, who's four years older, was like, uh, he's going to go. Uh, I don't want to be there when he does that. <laughs> and uh, so we went back to, to, to uh, Radio Shack. And he put it down on, on and he, he enumerated the yes. things that were wrong, that were really, it was false advertising. And he even said, it's false advertising, Mom. Amazing. They, they, were, they, they falsely advertised me. <laughs> 
he got his money back. Wow. During that year, we had a few times when, you know, he bought things and got his money back because he was disgruntled. He had to practice uh, that concept to yeah. really get it in his bones. Mm -hmm. So they had their spend right away money, their um, save for a, something that they really wanted, what they wanted to do or to buy, and they had their money to be to to pay forward to somebody else, to pay out to somebody else, give back to the community, yeah. to some something or a cause or somebody in need. One example that comes to mind for me is when I was a nanny for a Jewish family, they taught me that this wonderful, generous three-year-old taught me about the concept of tzedakah, which means righteousness or charity in Hebrew. And uh, around the um, spring holidays, there, I guess, is a, an emphasis on collecting um, money for charity for people less fortunate in a box, kind of like a piggy bank. And I saw this box and uh, there were lots of loose coins left for us on this day together. And Lulu explained to me, oh, um, this is my box for to put the coins in to give so children can have toys. <laughs> and she seemed to understand the concept perfectly. And so mm. we joyfully went about putting all of the coins in the box and imagining, you know, what kind of toys that these other children would want. And, oh, maybe they'll want one a, a teddy like mine, or maybe they'll want a puzzle like this. And um, to, to have that practice in, uh, in understanding I have what I have, and there are others who don't have as much or don't have what I have. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, it's, it's your family's culture around philanthropy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we all, we all want to be generous, and we want to teach our children that, too. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be, you know, going to, you know, gathering up toys that are still good, clothes that are good, and donate them to um, to one of the many organizations that collects clothes like that, um, going and volunteering to help garden at a, at a, at a school or to, um, Around you know. this time of year, food drives are really yeah. common, um, contributing canned goods or uh, delivering a meal to a needy family. Mm -hmm. And but should be a, a year round thing, you know, because there are lots of opportunities at, at Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. But to have it be, you know, what you do um, just in general, you know, all, and always kind of a thing rather than just those certain times a year. Yes. And it, it goes deep. A fund for mm -hmm giving mm -hmm. or giving of yourself in some way. Well, let me tell you about about one of our former Seedlings alums who sews and she's an amazing seamstress mm -hmm. at a young age. She's only nine. And um, her mother was telling me about uh, a festival that she, an arts festival, that she sewed these magnificent bags for. And um, she, she's only nine, but she had to 
to figure out how much the fabric would cost. She did all of the work, and then she's at this at this fair, and she gets to put a price tag on it. So her mother helped her with the whole idea of, of profit and loss and the expenses and adding everything up. And when it came down, she said, hold on. Oh boy, this expen that's expensive, and this is, you know, I think I need to charge a little bit more. There's not very much profit. <laughs> so what a fantastic way to learn about those things, um, to understand at nine uh, a profit and loss sheet mm -hmm. and have that real hands-on experience with it. So think of what are those opportunities that you can have for your child. Nine is really young. Older older is easier mm -hmm. to do that kind of a thing. Um, but... Uh, you know, the more experiential it can be, that the deeper that learning will go. That's a great point because I think money is a really abstract concept. And especially in the modern day, it's become increasingly uh, digitized and we we still use cash, but not as much. And so how can we replace that experience and that experiential learning through other means. Um, so how do we make that concept more concrete for for young children before mm -hmm. they can really grasp that the money lives in an account somewhere that I don't see or touch? Yeah, I mean, I think that you can do it in lots of ways. My kids, we would make up our grocery list for the whole, you know, for their whole lives living with me. Mm -hmm. We would make up a grocery list. We'd go to the store. I had that much money. I said, this is the amount of money that I have. Uh -huh. And so they would help pick up the things. They're looking at the prices, comparing prices. Well, this this jar nice. of applesauce is more or less. And um, and then we get to the checkout. And invariably, sometimes something would have cost more than we thought or, or whatever. So they had that hands-on experience of that. So they had to decide, okay, what are we going to put back? Or can we trade it for something else? Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that that anytime you can have some kind of hands-on thing um, that you're doing, especially with a with an adult that is caring and loving that you that you're close with. So I would love for you to share the idea, and this is pretty abstract for a young kid. <laughs> yeah, what your dad did with the with the stock education yes. that you had at a at a young age. So I remember being rather young, probably no more than nine, um, when my dad started explaining the concept of stocks and that his experience was that you choose stocks or companies that you believe are going to do well in the future. And super abstract, like looking abstract. into the I mean, future, yeah. trying to decide what is important, what is essential, what, uh, how to determine that. And so we kind of went through the ticker together <laughs> and looked at the different companies and he let me choose three of my own. Um, and he put a small amount of money into each of those stocks. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I chose, I think, Coca-Cola and <laughs> at the time Bell South was the which phone was company. Smart, which was a smart thing. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I don't think um, that I really understood the 
concept of long-term gains or yeah. uh, return on investment or anything like that. But how would I learn about that step if we skipped the step about investing in the first place? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel very grateful that he exposed me to the concept of investing. And he put he let you choose and put money in and mm-hmm. you could see what happened. Yes. And what a great bonding experience with you and your dad and him sharing the wealth of his knowledge and, and the way to increase your wealth. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it was a, a really great way for us to connect. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, we thank you for listening today. We hope that our conversation piqued some inspiration for you about how to open up this conversation with your own children about money. It's a, it can be fun. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you do, what, what you found works in your family. Everybody's going to approach this in a different way. And um, so we would be really curious to hear what you have to say. To share what you're thinking about you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can always find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions. Thanks, Jill and Richie. <laughs> <laughs>